So what kind of properties do you guys lend on? What makes you stand out amongst other lenders? What regions are you focused on? What's the weirdest loan you have to process? What are you seeing in the market? What are your preferred loan parameters? Tell us about your underwriting process. How did you get into the lending space? This is BIPS, your peek into the lender landscape, where we get into the minds of leading commercial real estate lenders to understand their perspective of the market, what they lend on, and how to get deals done. I'm Kimberly Zarbler and your host, and this is my co-host, my older and wiser brother, Yako Zar. Wait, wait, were you being sarcastic? We're here today with Mike Cleaver of Emerald Creek Capital. As a managing director, Mike's responsibilities include debt structuring and loan underwriting, as well as managing the origination team. Mike has structured and facilitated the closing of more than 250 transactions, totaling more than $1 billion in short-term bridge loans nationwide. Mike is a member of the Mortgage Bankers Association, a member of ICSC, and is an officer of the Real Estate Lenders Association. He was also selected by Mortgage Observer as one of the top 25 under 35 in the commercial mortgage industry. Prior to joining the team at Emerald Creek, Mike was a vice president at Madison Realty Capital, where he underwrote and originated commercial real estate debt. In addition, he is affiliated with many nonprofit organizations and serves as a board member of ChemoCare Inc. Mike received his bachelor's degree in international business from Rollins College. In May of 2020, Mike facilitated a $4 million acquisition loan in the Logan Circle neighborhood of Washington, D.C. And in March 2020, Mike provided a $17 million bridge loan in Prospect Heights, Brooklyn. Mike, thanks for being here with us. It's been quite a wild ride with COVID, but it looks like things are finally turning around. We know that Emerald Creek came out of the recession of 2008. How would you say the economic downturn and market is different now than it was then? Hey, Kim. First, thank you for having me on the podcast. And Yaakov, I appreciate it. And yes, it's been definitely an interesting couple months, to say the least. (laughs) Coming out of the uh, Great Recession of 2008, it's not totally unfamiliar for us. You know, at this point, it's a little bit too early to tell. I think in 2008, it was a little bit different because, you know, in reality, people kind of knew what was the cause of the turmoil in the market. And, you know, they were really able to point a finger at something. This time, it wasn't really in anyone's control what happened. And we haven't really seen the true effect of where things are going to be six months or or 12 months from now. Yeah, I agree. I don't think anyone really expected what was coming. Regardless of what is coming for us, how did you also get into the industry? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. So I got into the industry back in 2006. I actually met Mark Penna before I worked for him. I was living in New York, and actually I was getting ready to head out of town and take a job at a mutual fund in Cincinnati, Ohio. And I met him, and he said, Mike, don't move to Cincinnati. He said, I have a friend who just started a business. It's in private lending. You should go work with him. And they convinced me to stay in New York. And then, lo and behold, you know, after the financial crisis, Mark Penna and Mark Bahiri ended up starting Emerald Creek, and I ended up leaving with them uh, to start the company with Jeff Seidler. That's awesome. Mike, is the market still open for business? How's it going for you guys at Emerald Creek? Uh, It is. It really depends on where you are as a lender. Uh, You have certain lenders that have pushed the pause button altogether and others that are being conservative. You know, in a way, some of the large debt funds are now looking for life company product, and you have life companies that want investment-grade bonds. And the issue there is if the borrowers can't transact with these new terms, you're going to see a lot of default. So we exist to provide liquidity 
in markets where banks aren't really lending or are being super conservative. Uh, our strategy hasn't really changed over the last 10 years, so we're able to continue lending through financial crises like these. That's good to hear. And to expand on that a little bit, what would you say are your preferred loan parameters and how can borrowers work best with you? In general, our loan parameters haven't changed that much from where we were before COVID. The only thing we've really tightened up, as many lenders have, is our leverage. We try to keep at least our side of the capital sector around 65 70%. And then we're looking for strong reserves and strong borrowers as well. Got it. And what types of loans do you guys specialize in? And what would you say makes Emerald Creek stand out amongst other lenders? What makes us stand out is actually pretty simple. Mm-hmm. And it's not really our pricing or our product. It's really our people. Mm-hmm. We started as four people and now we're up to 16 and really from our origination team to our closing team to the people that service the loan after. We just have great certainty of execution. Our process is easy. We're responsive and you know, we can show flexibility throughout the whole closing process. And really the good lenders understand this and the bad lenders don't. Absolutely. And I'm sure you do a lot of work with brokers as well as directly with clients. What do you suggest or what advice would you give to brokers who are trying to navigate this market in how to work with you effectively and sort of how to approach the market given the sort of new perspective that so many lenders are taking? Yeah. So I think for brokers, doing some of the tenant research in advance is probably a good idea. Meaning if we're looking at a retail property or if we're looking at a a multifamily, the rent roll of two months ago isn't going to be the same rent roll it is today. You're going to have people that aren't paying, people that are. You're going to have certain concessions. And in order for a lender like us to transact, you know, we'll really need to understand kind of what the story is. And it would be helpful to have some of that information in advance. And that would help us to be able to say yes to a deal, whereas other lenders might just sort of turn off specific asset classes like hospitality or retail. We wouldn't do that. We just got to kind of understand the whole story. Awesome. So Mike, you've been in the space for quite a while. You've you know seen a couple of cycles. What's your perspective and what do you see in terms of the evolution of commercial real estate lending and how those real estate finance, commercial real estate finance evolving with technology and in terms of loan processing and beyond? What's your perspective there? I think it can evolve now. I mean, we've all been kind of forced to continue lending you know, at this point from our kitchens, you know, for remotely. And we've still figured out how to get deals done. I think that in general, lending has been a little bit behind in the times with technology. And I think that if people are willing to get on board with trying new things, you know, that we'll see the lending market evolve and, and more things can go online. I mean, there's no reason why we can't have virtual appraisals in some situations and, you know, have virtual closings and I mean, Zoom's been very interesting. I would have never gotten on Zoom before this, but now I actually enjoy the face-to-face with people, you know, even in terms of meetings. In the past, I would get on a plane and fly to Chicago to have lunch with somebody. You know, maybe I don't need to do that anymore. Maybe I can just get on Zoom and introduce myself that way. Uh, so I'm thinking, I think it'll actually be pretty interesting how things do evolve. 100%. I think it's going to be very different once we're all back in the office to see what types of practices people are keeping and what people are just forgetting about that they decided to take on while they were working from home. So it'll be interesting to see that. What deals were you most excited about in the past 12 months? In the past 12 months, I mean, actually, the one that excited me the most was in the last two months was the $17 million condo inventory we did in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. And mainly that was because it was right after the stay at home order. And 
we were in process and everything kind of shut down. But still, it was really interesting to watch everyone mobilize on our team, you know, to close the loan, our attorneys, the title people. And we just sort of figured out a way to get it done. And, you know, it really showed, you know, when people kind of put their heads together in an unfortunate situation, how you can actually make something happen. So I thought that that one was particularly great. Mike, I know Emerald Creek lends on a lot of different asset classes and sort of a wide array of properties. What sort of deals should our clients think of you first, right? When they see it, what kind of deal should they say? I'm going to call Mike Cleaver. Yeah. uh, First, whenever you have something that just needs to close quickly, I mean, we're in the business of closing ones in a week or two, so we always have the execution for those. But we're lending nationwide, so major metros, multifamily office, retail, depending on the story. Same thing with hospitality. New York City Metro will do a little bit more unique properties. We'll do some construction there. We'll do some land. You know, some of the value add stuff that we might not be as comfortable with if we have to get on a plane, but really all commercial property types and then condo inventory as well. It's not a preferred property type right now for conventional banks, but if the leverage is okay, we're perfectly happy doing a condo inventory loan and structuring releases and you know, giving a long enough term that we'll be with these borrowers you know, as the market comes back in the unit sell. Awesome. So hopefully, fingers crossed, we're getting to the end of quarantine. Can you tell us a little bit about what have you been reading or watching during your downtime? I've been watching the same thing as everyone else. I watched Tiger King for the first half. <laughs> Nuts. I watched The Last Dance about Michael Jordan for the second half. <laughs> uh, What's left to do now? Yeah, right? Exactly. I've never watched that much TV, ever. Don't give away all your secrets. <laughs> all right, but reading, uh, there's an author I really like. His name is Jonah Berger, and he wrote a book called The Catalyst, and it's How to Change Anybody's Mind. And it's, uh, I feel like we could all benefit from learning how to change each other's minds. So uh, that's the book I would definitely recommend. Thank you. Awesome. I will definitely check it out. Any tips that you could share right off the bat that you learned? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. no. You got to read it. Okay. I'm going to read it for sure. Although he did give me one tip with my five-year-old that worked. Uh, so for people that have children, you know, if you ask them, if you give them choices, you know, ask them what they want, they can never make up their mind. Yeah. But if you give them two choices and they might not be favorable choices, like if you're having dinner and you say, what do you want to eat first, your chicken or your broccoli? They'll pick one, whereas normally they would pick none. They would just kind of like freak out about it. That's a good tip. Yeah, thanks. We'll keep it in store for the future, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for sharing. Mike, it was a pleasure having you on. We really enjoyed learning about Creek and your story. What is the best way for our listeners to reach you? Um, they can just email me or in light of everything going on, they can just text me. Great. But my email is just mike at emeraldcreekcapital.com. And I never gave up my cell phone from when I grew up in Delaware. So it's 302-293-498. Awesome. You'll be getting lots of lots of calls and texts. Exactly. Well, good deals only. We'll make sure. Okay, Mike, we really, really appreciate your time. Have a great day. Be safe. Thanks, Mike. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Enjoy. Bye. Thanks for joining us for this episode. We hope you learned something new. Tune in next week when we speak to another lender in the industry. Until then, take care. This was BIPS, your peek into the lender landscape. As Jay-Z says, you don't have to go home, but you got to get the hell out of here. Kim, everyone's already home. Oh.